Okay, so we're going to continue our Baruch series. This is the third week. This is um, our summer series, talking about the fruits of the Spirit, the nine fruits of the Spirit. Um, and so this week, uh, we're, we're going a little out of order. Uh, it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and we're skipping peace to go to patience. We're just gonna we're not going to do it in, in one big order, but here, here's what I want tonight is to talk about patience. So, so let me ask you the question that you see there if you got the Bible app. Why do you think God includes patience as one of the fruits of the Spirit? Anybody can answer that. Why do you think God includes patience as one of the fruits of the Spirit? Suffering means to put up with. So you got to put up with something, right? And also, let me just remind you too, if you're on the app, there is a place to add notes uh, to each of the points that I have or things, questions that I have. You can add your own personal notes that nobody else sees. You can write there, answer the questions how you want to answer and see that. Um, I prefer you to answer the questions out loud as well. Uh, you know, just kind of snub me on that last one. But anyway, so... <coughs> So patience is a very important thing to have. I just it? came from a blind How many of you like to wait? I'm ready to talk. Yes, Not a hand raised, huh? How many of you still have to wait for things? That, my friend, that is why God includes patience as one of the fruits of the Spirit. Because we have to wait, but we don't like to. You see... One of the fruits of the Spirit that we talked about the first week was love. How many of you love everybody you come in contact with? Or not. You don't, do you? That's why it's one of the fruits of the Spirit. You get to work at it. God commands us to love. Love the Lord your God and love others. So tonight we talk about patience. To put up with. What are some things that you have to put up with? To be patient for. Ignorance. All right. <laughs> what else? What, are, what is something you have to put up with? Bosses. Bosses, okay. All right. You have to be patient with your boss. Attitude. Okay. Anybody else? What's something you have to be patient about? Food. Food, right? You see, you see, we live in a world. I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. I asked, y'all know Brother Adam, one of our associate pastors. I asked him to send me something earlier. Okay, he he did something for me on the um, on the computer. He, he did something for me, and he said, "I'll send that right over to you." And Rebecca and Tyler and I think Will was in there. They were all in there in my office, and I'm like, he said he was going to send it to me. Where is it at? Like a minute later. I'm like, he just said he sent it to me. Where is it at? He said he's fixing to send it. And I wait a few minutes and I keep I just keep hitting that refresh button. Like I can't wait, right? And I just keep hitting it, keep hitting it, and he sent and he sends a text. I sent it, you should be getting it. I'm like, well, I ain't getting it, send it again. Hurry up. And he sends it again and I get it. 
I wasn't being very patient, was I? Because, see, that's the world we live in. We live in a world that fast food restaurants in their drive-thrus have 30-second countdown timers, and if they can't get you their food in 30 seconds, they're supposed to give you your money back. That don't ever happen, does it? But but we live in a world that that happens. We live in a world where all i got to do to find out something is to pull this up and hit the little Google button and search whatever I want to know. Right? I could diagnose myself with the worst cancer in the world in about 30 seconds when something's going wrong with me. Because I, I'm looking up symptoms. All it is is that I'm like snotting in it and it tells me I got sinus cancer or something. And me, I believe it. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm dying. No. But anyway, so patience is something we need in our world today. If we don't need patience at any other time, we need it today. Somebody name somebody they know that is, that is very patient. What a wait for me. All right, he's patient. Okay. Anybody else? Name somebody you know that's patient. My grandmother. Your grandmother, okay. My great-grandmother. Your great-grandmother. What makes them patient? What, what do you think makes them patient? Jesus. 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 Holy Spirit. True, though. Read your Bible. <laughs> what, makes, what makes Jacob patient with you, Jason? Okay. All right. What makes your great grandmother patient? Um, well, my hair was crazy. Right. She don't say nothing to us. Yeah. All right. So, somebody name somebody that you know in your life that's not very patient at all. Myself. My husband. <laughs> My youth minister. <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> Chandler. Alright, so okay, here's another question. Where does patience come from? Where do you think patience comes from? The Lord. Do what? The Lord. Okay. Those are the Sunday school answers. Let's be a little, a little more practical. Though. Where do you think patience comes from? Self-control. Self-control, okay. Anybody else? Where do you think patience comes from? Uh, I think, like, if you're having patience with someone, it depends on your already initial feelings for that person. So if you kind of have dislike them, you're going to have less patience than with something that you Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Anybody else? Where does patience come from? I think when you've had to have patience or you've been forced to have patience over and over again, it just becomes like a learned behavior. Okay. That, that's where I'm kind of kind of going is that patience comes from experience. Mm -hmm. when, when you go through something that you have to be patient for, you learn a little bit of patience, don't you? You see, when you go to McDonald's and they say, I'm going to get you your food out in 30 seconds and you have to wait five minutes, the next time you go to McDonald's, you, you're not going to expect to have your food in 30 seconds, are you? You're not going to expect to have your food in 30 seconds. How long, you, how long you, are you expecting to wait next time you go? Five minutes. Why? Because you've experienced it. Right? 
Because you've been through it. I know that it took me five minutes last time. They tell me 30 seconds, but I know it's not going to be 30 seconds. It's going to be five minutes. And if it's only two minutes, then you're good, right? Oh, man, that's awesome. I was expecting five minutes. Why? Because you're being patient. Why? Because you've learned to be patient because you've experienced it. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 8 says, Better is the end of a thing than it's the beginning. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. What can we learn from this verse? Pretty simple. What does it say? Better is the patient in spirit than the proud in spirit. can we learn? It's better to be proud. better to be patient than to be proud, right? It's better to be patient and humble than it is to be a prideful, arrogant person. But how can we live that out in our life? You see, I'm getting excited when you stand up. You see, here, here's the thing. Here's where we're about to just, we're about, we're about to go, okay? The essence of patience is the complete opposite of proud. Okay? And we're going to get there. You're going to see it. If you're following along with me on the YouVersion app, you're going to see it. You're going to see the points, okay? But the essence of patience is the opposite of proud. And I'll explain that in a minute. But you cannot be proud and be patient at the same time. You can't be proud and be patient at the same time. What do you think impatience leads to? Anger. Anger? Mm-hmm. Good. What else? It leads to you trying to make it happen yourself. Alright. Maybe maybe it leads to anger. It leads to you trying to take things into your own hands. It, it leads to you trying to hurry up and do something. Frustration. <coughs> and then... What happens when you hurry and try to do something that's supposed to take a while to do? Doesn't turn out right. You might have an accident. You might mess something up. That's what impatience leads to. There's nothing good on that list we just said that impatience leads to. So, the first point that I have is the source of patience. Where do we get patience from? We talked about how patience might come from experience. Where, where do we get patience from? If I'm an impatient person, how can I get patience? How can I get patience? James 4, 7 says, sorry, I, I skipped down. Psalm 9, verse 10 says, And those who know your name put their trust in you, for you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. You see, the source of patience is God himself. You see, here's what I was talking about last week that I got so excited about that I'm so excited about now that's why I stood up because I don't stand up very much, okay? Here's the thing. We've talked about love, we've talked about joy, and we've talked about patience now. You see, you can't have real true love if you don't have Jesus. Because here's the thing. What are we talking about when we talk about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control and faithfulness? What are we talking about? What are those things? What are those nine things? They're the fruits of the Spirit, right? 
Okay? The fruits of the Spirit. You see, I can't have an apple without what? An apple tree. I can't have an apple without an apple tree. Therefore, I can't have joy, true joy, real joy, without what? They're fruits of the Spirit. Come on, y'all talk to me a little bit. Help me out. Fruits of the Spirit. I can't have real love without, without the Spirit. Just like I can't have apples without an apple tree. I can't have real love without the Spirit because the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faith, and So I can't have true patience. I can't have the patience that we're talking about without having Jesus in my life. That's the source of the patience. Is the Spirit. The true source of patience is you trusting in God, trusting that His plan is better than your plan. And His timing is better than your timing. And His ways are better than your ways. That's what the Bible tells us. So submit yourselves. Sorry. So put your trust in the Lord because He will not forsake you. Trust in Him. He's the source of patience. You see, if, if we had to ask the question as we go throughout this study, who's the, who's the source of love? God. We get the Sunday school answer every time. Who's the source of true joy? Jesus. The Holy Spirit living inside of you when you accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And let me just let me just say what I said again last week. It was for somebody, and I don't know who it was for, and it's, it's for you again. And I'm going to say it probably every week. But there's somebody in here that doesn't know Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. They want true love. They want true joy. And they want true patience. They want true peace in their life. They want the fruits of the Spirit, but they haven't given their life to Jesus. You've got to do that. You'll never experience true joy. You'll never experience true love like God meant you to, to experience true love from Him. The fact that He sent His Son to die on the cross so that you could go to heaven. That's true love. That's true joy having him in your life, and you won't experience true patience unless you give your life to him. I don't know who it's for, but you've got to do it. So we know what the source of patience is. The next point is the submission of patience. The submission of patience. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. <clears throat> be patient, therefore, brothers. James 5 7 says, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it, until it receives the early and the late rains. You see, in order to have true patience, we have to tap into the source of patience. You see, an apple tree can't grow apples if it's not tapped into the to the soil. Agree? I can't have an apple tree hanging from the ceiling and it, and it somehow grow. It's just going to die and be hanging from the ceiling because it's not tapped into the source of its nutrients and everything it needs. It's not rooted. Therefore, it won't grow anything. So, if we're not tapped into the true source, we can't have true patience. We can't grow patience out of us as a fruit of the Spirit if we're not tapped into the Spirit. 
we're not tapped into the soil. So we must tap into the source. Then we've got to submit. The submission of patience. That's what I'm talking about. It says, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Man, that's a great promise. Why don't we do that? So many of us get caught up in so many things. And we say, you know what? The devil, he's just really after me lately. He's just really, really after me. And I, I just can't shake it. I'm really struggling with this. And I'm really struggling with that. And the devil just really getting after me. Man, it's easy. I know it's easier said than done. But, but all we have to do is submit ourselves to God and resist. Submit yourself to God and resist. And the devil will flee from you. That's a promise. That's straight out of the word of God. That if you submit yourself to the devil and resist him, he'll flee from you. That's good stuff. So we have to submit ourselves to God to have true patience. We must tap into the source. We must submit ourselves. And my final point is the strength of patience. Hebrews 12, 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so, cloud, so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings to us closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Here's, here's what I got. So you've got the source, the submission, and the strength. You see, you can't have true patience, real godly patience, if you don't tap into the source. You don't tap into the source of patience, which is who? God. If you're not rooted, that you see, that's 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 all our whole thing's about this summer. We've revamped the youth ministry. We're rooted students. From roots to fruits. If you're not rooted, you can't grow fruit. Like, do y'all get that? If I don't plant an apple tree in the ground, it's never going to produce apples. If you're not rooted in the Word of God, in the glory of God, and God's Spirit does not live in you, you can't produce these things. You can't even try. Can't even try. You'll never have true joy if you're not rooted in the Spirit. You'll never have true love from God if you're not rooted in the Spirit. You'll never have true patience. Real good, true patience. If you're not rooted in the Spirit, you've got to root yourself in God's Word. And you've got to to fruits. You've got to root yourself. So, so we tap into the source who's God. We submit ourselves to Him. We flee from the devil. And guess what we get in return? We get patience. But guess what? Hebrews 12.1 says, let us lay aside every weight. Let us lay aside the sin that clings so closely to us. I like that version. The other versions say the sins that so easily beset us, the things that we really struggle with. 
And, and, the, and the, the sins that we struggle with that we easily, so easily beset us is different for every person in this room. But he says, let us lay aside every weight. Let's take off the weight. Let's get rid of the burdens. And let's lay, lay aside the sins. And here's what I like about this version. That cling so closely. You can't shake it. It's that sin that you said, you know what, I, need to, I really need to stop doing this. God's word says it's wrong. I know God says it's wrong. I know that I shouldn't be doing this. And I, you know what, after, after tonight, after I heard Jacob's message, you know what, he talked about laying aside the sin that so easily beset us, laying aside the sins that cling so close to us. Man, I'm going to quit doing that. And on Friday night, we're back doing it again. We fall into the cycle. Why? Because you haven't laid aside. You haven't let it go. Because you haven't tapped into the source and submitted yourself to God. You see, it's a step. You haven't rooted yourself completely in the Word of God, completely in the Spirit of God, Completely in the truth of God. You haven't rooted yourself completely. Jared, you mow a little bit of grass, don't you? A little bit. You ever run into them big roots that stick out of the ground? Yeah, they ain't no good. They mess up your lawnmower too, don't they? Yeah, they get the blades off, all kinds of crazy. You see, those roots aren't good for anything. They bust pipes. You have to dig them up, cut up the roots, and dig up your pipes up for your house and replumb everything. They get under foundations. They raise up foundations. They crack foundations. You see, those roots that are, that are up, they're not good for anything. The best roots are the ones that are down in the ground. And if you've got roots that are hanging out above the surface, you need to cut them off. You need to get rid of them. Because God don't want to be coming through cutting your grass and messing up his mower on your roots that you won't let go. You following me? God don't want to be riding through there trying to trim your grass up, making your life better because you've allowed him to and you're starting to submit. And you know what, God? I'm really starting to submit to you. I'm really working on this. I know you're the source. I'm trying to tap in, but there's this one root that I just can't get to tap into you. And God comes in, he's starting to clean you up a little bit, and he hits that root with his mower, and he messes up that mower. And when you mess up the mower and you break the bell, it takes a lot of time to go get a new one and to fix it back. And that, that sets things aside. See, see, here's the thing. You say, I'm done with it, I'm good, but you haven't submitted yourself. You haven't tapped into the source. You haven't let your roots grow down into him. You've got a root hanging out that so easily besets you, that so closely, that's what it says right here, cling so closely to you, and you say you could be done, you say I'm done with it, but you haven't taken the proper steps to be done with it. And you do it again, and you go, God, I feel so bad, God. Y'all know, do y'all know why, I, I'll tell y'all this all the time, but do you know why I'm telling you this, these things? And some of you are like, okay, how does he know that? Do you, do you, do you know why I know these things? Help me out, Casey. I bet you know why I know these things. Do you know why I know that 
that there's a sin that so easily besets you and that you say, you know what, I'm done with this sin and then and then two days later you do it again and you go, oh my God, I feel so bad. How do I stop this? Do you know why I can tell you that? Because I've been there. I know. I know what, it, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have a sin that's clinging so closely that I say, after tonight, God, I know, God, you just brought a great message through my youth pastor, and man, after tonight, I am done with it. I know that from experience. I'm done with it. I'm not doing it anymore. I've told you before, uh, profanity was one of the big things that, that God delivered me from when he saved me. I don't have this great grand testimony, but that's one of the things I've told y'all before. I was a fourth grader dropping F-bombs, okay? Like, I was that little kid that you're like, whose parents are you? Or Who, whose parents are yours? Because you are a terrible kid. So so here's the thing. I, I was 14 when I got saved. I go to church, and and a couple years later, uh, I, I kind of was in and out of church a little bit. I went to church by myself, okay? I knew I was saved. I knew what I was doing was wrong. And I'd go out, and you know what? I'd go to church, and i go, man, you know what? Andy John gave a message on uh, taming the tongue. I shouldn't be saying all these words. And I know I shouldn't be saying all these words. I'm done with saying these words tonight. And then I go to a bonfire or something on a Friday night, and, and I'm just letting them fly because I can. I've been there. I don't know what that sin is for you, but you've got to lay aside the sin. First, you've got to tap into the source. Second, you've got to submit yourself. And then you've got to lay aside the sin that clings so close to you. Lay aside every weight that holds you back. And just run the race. You see, here's what it says. Here's the gist of it all. I got excited to tell Tyler Will about this earlier. Here's the gist of it all right here. He says, let us lay aside every weight and sin that clings so closely and let us run with endurance, with patience, the race that is set before us. And he, here's the thing. If we tap into the source, tap into the source of patience, we submit ourselves to that source of patience, then that patience, that source of patience, gives us the strength patience. And when we have the strength of patience, you know what we can do? When we have the strength to do it, when we've tapped into the source, when we've submitted ourselves to the source, you know what we can do with that strength? We can lay aside everything that so easily besets us, and we can run the race. But what does it say? I think that's something we miss in this verse sometimes. What does it say? Run the race that I really want to run? We can run the race that, I can run the race of all the dreams that I want to do. When I lay aside every sin and every weight, I can run the race that I want to run. I can run to where I want to go. I can run. No, it doesn't say that, does it? It says we can run the race that is set before us. When you tap into the source, you submit to the source, you can have the strength to lay aside every weight. You can have the strength to run the race that God has called you to run. God's got a plan and a purpose for your life, and it's up to you whether you follow that. It's up to you whether you tap into the source. It's up to you whether you submit to the source. And it's up to you whether you get that strength to run the race that God's laid before you. We all got different races. We all got different things God plans for us. How are you running yours? Let's pray.
Father God, I thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to come into your house. God, I thank you for your word. God, in, in times I'm so impatient. We live in a world that is so fast, so instantaneous, it's hard to be patient. God, but I pray that we would tap into the source, that we would submit ourselves to you, and that you would give us the strength.